I was looking for pranks, not war crimes. You can't mix your metaphors this strongly. He lifts. I don't. Let's destroy the world together, you know? Mm-hmm. Coach, we missed you! Coach! Hello! Hey guys. Hi, I'm Morgan. And I'm Elle. And this is The The Vampire Vampire Journals. Journals. For anyone new listening, maybe you're just tuning in to hear us talk about your favorite Vampire Diaries episode. This is a show about The Vampire Diaries, a supernatural teen drama that first aired in 2009 and went on for eight goddamn seasons. We are trying to break down each episode and answer the question, is this show actually any good? Each episode, we bring on experts who can give us a special insight into whatever the hell it is we just watched. This episode, we got some flashbacks, and uh, we are simply not capable of navigating those on our lonesome, so we did bring in an expert on, I believe, historical romance, if you could introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Hannah Chiapanos, and uh, my work is mainly in the field of uh, historical romance. And then, of course, we will need some counterpoints to that historical romance to see how it has changed. Uh, My name's Bridget Woodbury, and I'm an expert in uh, contemporary teen romance propaganda. So are we going to have like a clash of the titans this episode between our experts? I think that Hannah and I are likely to identify a lot of the same uh, societal yeah. phenomenon affecting both <laughs> rather, the past and today. Rather than a clash of the titan titans, it might be more of um, we are both in one titan and we're Jaeger drifting. Mm, I thought maybe like two titans holding hands. Mm, and just talking about sexy stuff. They and like. just being like, let's, let's destroy the world together you know Mm -hmm. it's more like you two are power rangers piloting the same giant robot yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah and we're we're, a kiss and megazord we're yelling from the robot to the world kiss more (laughs) but respect each other's boundaries (laughs) and then once you're in kiss a lot once in the left hand (laughs) once in the right hand and then you both shake Mm -hmm. on it oh which is basically a giant robot kiss between hands. I'm actually, that was a Steven Universe uh, reference and don't think that I didn't hear it. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I have you on this. Bridget is the expert in Steven Universe and I, of course, have only seen Pacific Rim. And you are (laughs) currently cosplaying Rose Quartz. It's not on purpose. I don't know how to tell you that it wasn't on purpose. (laughs) But boy, I I didn't know it didn't. I haven't seen the show. Tall and pink. So today's episode is episode six called Lost Girls, which I believe is an homage to Lost Boys. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, Yeah, me too. I didn't clock that before. Oh man, now I'm making so many connections. Mm -hmm. I see the synapses firing. Both of them. (laughs) (laughs) One each. We start with Elena finally starts writing in her diary again, but now it's a diary about vampires. So it's not just human diaries anymore. We have finally a human vampire diary. (laughs) Did she write in it this episode? I I think she was in it 
And then she says, I'm not a believer. I think it was kind of like a float over from like the last She was like, this won't be just another vampire diary. (laughs) Um, She does. I mean, I think she does have trouble writing in it, actually. And she shows signs of like how she is quite deep in thought. Like this stuff is troubling her. So that's Elena L. Why don't you take us in to (laughs) take us through this time portal? Oh, geez. Okay, well, so a lot happened. I feel like the rest of the episodes, there was just kind of like a grounding thing. Like, oh, there's a dinner party. Oh, there's a football game. Oh, there's a festival. Whereas here, it's like, <laughs> oh, there's a triple murder in the woods. And <laughs> some flat, and then also the 1800s are happening. And some people are boning in the 1800s. And mm-hmm. also oh, yeah. Vicky is a vampire, too. maybe now. And, and also Stefan and Helena are having like coffee and what, what? Sorry, Morgan quietly said my grandparents, and I want to know, Morgan, did your grandparents, were your grandparents appear in this episode of Alive the and mm-hmm. of fucking age in the 1800s? I should have said, like, great-grandparents or great-great-grandparents. Yeah. Because at this time, they probably were boning. Because what you said was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lot older than I put that on. <laughs> a lot. You had been a vampire this whole time. Morgan also a vampire. And this podcast was just your extremely roundabout way of telling us that you're a vampire. Oh, <laughs> that would be so cute. That would actually. be so cute. Yeah, I could only respect yeah. it. That would be like the perfect vampire mm-hmm. coming out. We love a coming yeah. out podcast. I'm Stefan and this is my story. <laughs> this is my vampire podcast. It's revamped for the modern era. <laughs> I want to die. Um, to to <laughs> Al's long? point, I don't like. You want to come back? Mm-mm. You want to do a little comesies backsies? Good question. That's a great question. Let's ruminate. I do feel like in other episodes there was like a point in the plot that we knew we were driving towards, like the ball or whatever the fuck. And in this episode, I felt like we were driving to something, but I did not know what it was. Mm. And that was like a fun new feeling for me about this show. Yeah, it just like kept ramping up Mm -hmm. and like new crazy shit kept happening. And it wasn't at all. Mm -hmm. It didn't really feel that obvious, like what was going to happen next. And that was Mm -hmm. fucking exhilarating. Yeah, I think it started when they killed the nephew or whatever. Like that's the first time I was like, oh, it's yeah they at the end of last episode yeah Yeah. when zach dies and his body has not been found yet but damon is kind of continuing his murder spree from there i think they probably like took care of it you know like they like took care of it yeah like did put it in the basement i guess although because i mean so damon like to kind of carry off the thread of where he left off last episode they had trapped him in a little vampire cage in the basement he got out via Rawling Caroline, mm-hmm. and then immediately snapped his uncle nephew's neck, ran to a graveyard where uh, those, you know, punk teens like to hang out. I noticed that um, the mausoleum they've been hanging out in front of this whole time says Salvatore on it. So mm-hmm. there's like a huge catch by L relation there, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he snaps all of their necks and drinks their blood and is very poorly disposing of their corpses. He's like, he splashes some vodka on them and then lights them on fire. And they're clearly like for a second, I was like, Oh, he's starting a full on forest fire to like cover this up. That's actually kind of, that's brutal, but it's smart, but no, they just kind of putter out. He's barely done anything to conceal their identities. I think it's pretty hard to like set bodies on fire with just liquor. Sure. Bodies are wet, you know, like we're 70% water and liquor doesn't really 
set on fire unless it's like really high proof yeah Mm. right like maybe a grain alcohol but yeah Yeah. which is honestly i would believe that they were drinking that no (laughs) (laughs) but also i mean like humans do like combust and catch on fire like Mm -hmm. because our fat works as a candle Mm -hmm. we're just candles in the wind disgusting (laughs) is it only taking us to episode six to get into spontaneous human combustion (laughs) yeah because i think about it all the time yep yeah exception it's always just below the surface (laughs) when he's starving he eats a bunch of the drug kids um (laughs) drug kids turns out vicky's alive after attacking her last episode yeah she has had her throat torn open twice in like she's a fucking fighter an un specified amount of time but like within a few weeks Mm -hmm. and so he sees her like still alive and i think i guess he kind of just picks her up and carries her back to the mansion he's like shit this girl won't die (laughs) shit this girl won't die (laughs) so he's doing all this because he's essentially acting out he's having a little uh, a little angry boy a little piss boy tantrum yeah he's mad that his brother stole his cool ring and he's gonna kill a lot of people and drink whiskey and dance without a shirt on to show his brother that he's a little rebel. This is, um, to put my cards on the table, this is my favorite type of character. Yes. He's a shitty little, Thank shitty you. little man boy. Yes, absolutely. And it's also the only type of vampire that makes sense. It's the only type of vampire that makes sense. Exactly. It's, yeah, you would, like, turn insane with all of your, like, ability to do whatever you want. And become insufferable. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in, in, in an insanity in mm-hmm. immortality itself. The yeah. fact that you're living forever mm-hmm. and you're probably really bored. Mm-hmm. You don't know what to do with your life. You're not like aspiring to yeah. do or you be You become anything. a smirking little hedonist. <laughs> Ugh. It's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I feel like even if you go into it with good intentions, like even if you're like, I'm going to use all this time to like improve society. There's a point at which you're going to become so disenchanted that you're like, or I could eat people. Yeah, you're going to turn into like a horny Dr. Manhattan where like you start to like lose your perspective on human life, but you still are addicted to humans. Yeah. 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 We've been quarantined for one year and I'm already becoming that. So. (laughs) (laughs) Hannah, Hannah, run. (laughs) She lives with you, run. Um, you guys can I come over? <laughs> You're gonna leave me alone with Jeannie? No. <laughs> so Damon is having a little tantrum. He takes Vicky back to his house and he's mm-hmm. calling Stefan, like, get over here and give me my special boy ring. I need it so I can go out in the sun. Yeah. Give me my big boy ring. My big boy ring. It's my special big boy ring and I need it. God. <laughs> so he's mad. Stefan's not giving him his ring. And meanwhile, Stevan and Elena have had a dramatic confrontation where she's been like, are you a fucking vampire? And he's like, yeah, I'm a vampire. (laughs) And she like runs away and he makes a terrible, terrible mistake, I believe, and follows her. Like just to show her how fast he really can Mm -hmm. move. Yeah, Yeah. don't be afraid. I can just follow you at superhuman speeds into your own home. (laughs) Why does that freak you out? Even he kept popping her in the door and then her in the car and I was like my guy this is not doing what you think it's doing yeah Absolutely he cuts not. off her path please don't be afraid of me shows up in her bedroom stops yeah. her from leaving he, I need you to trust me. her to the wall and is like you can trust me I'm safe this is our first piece of anti-boundary propaganda for sure yeah if you could speak on oh, that yeah. actually yeah go off yeah yeah I think this show wants so bad for me to be like oh 
but Elena, he's trying because he loves you. And as an adult that's been in therapy for 20 years, I'm saying stab him in the heart with a wooden something. She has the correct reaction to him saying he's a vampire yeah. that I've ever seen in yeah. vampire she media. All the consent questions that we were Absolutely. all asking, all the like... Have you ever done mind control to me? To me, right. Mm, when, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so you knew Caroline was like in thrall. Why didn't you stop it? And he was like, it was better than him murdering someone. And she was like, Is still it? bad. And he's like, yeah. I know. It's all yeah. bad. Stefan does, as he's like explaining like vampire rules, how he only drinks animal blood, which makes him significantly weaker mm-hmm. than a vampire who would drink human blood. So he's kind of using that as an excuse of like, I can't stop him. So I appease him. So it's, it's a very finicky dynamic between these two brothers. I can yeah. draw a direct parallel from that to like college boys that are yeah. like, how am I supposed to control my bro? He lifts. I don't. <laughs> First thing that I thought of was an article that I read once about kids with psychopathy. Mm. and there's this place this like i don't know institute or Mm -hmm. clinic or wherever where like a bunch of kids who have been diagnosed with psychopathy or they seem like they are very firmly on that track can all go and be monitored and like taught adaptive behaviors i think but one of the things that i read in that article was that the only thing that works is positive reinforcement like you Mm. reinforcement is never ever going to work on a psychopath or antisocial or yeah. like similar stuff like most of the personality interesting so make sure you have like scooby-doo treats for damon <laughs> yeah. no truly yeah. like because you can o- the only thing he re- he will respond to theoretically if he's a psychopathic child and not just um a shitty vampire mm-hmm. the only thing he's going to respond to is something that he wants to be doing mm-hmm. he cannot learn these behaviors if he's only getting punished right that's actually so interesting because that kind of is what ends up playing out in the episode like to kind of jump way far ahead at the end one of the vampire cops ends up shooting stefan with like a wooden bullet like a little wooden stake bullet it was the weatherman the weatherman logan Logan fell yeah i I will come back to him in a minute but i know you will (laughs) uh no and then demon comes and he pulls out the the wooden bullet and he does another one of my like favorite tropes that like if anyone's gonna kill you it's me thing I'm the sucker for it I'm such a sucker for it but he says that and then Stefan gives him the ring as sort of like an okay you've saved my life here's the ring you wanted like positive reinforcement yeah 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 interesting yeah. yeah, I'm interested to know, like, is Damon supposed to be... We didn't get a, like, a clear sense in the flashback if he has always been like this. We know that he was, like, competitive and horny, but, like, mm-hmm. who isn't? Who isn't? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, that doesn't mean murderer. Yeah, when mm-hmm. we got a flashback, they were both humans, and they both seemed, like, pretty normal. Right away, at the, at the top of the episode, we get a flashback to uh, roughly 1864, where Catherine, she who looks just like Elena, comes out in her big, beautiful, old-timey Civil War dress. I've actually gathered Mm -hmm. a bit of research that, because people have looked at this before, on how modern vampire fiction, especially recent TV shows, have focused on vampirism in the South and how it doesn't really contend with the context of the South, Mm. at least to different extents. 
Yeah, I've heard some stuff about like what True Blood will and won't dive into, but I haven't seen the show, so I can't really. True Blood does contend with the South at least a bit more than this show does because that show is specifically using vampire as a metaphor for the South, like the revealing the truth of the South where Mm. it's like not just Southern hospitality, but it's violence and sexuality. Like Southern Gothic in the truest sense where it's like, let's use the darkness and like messed up of Yeah. Like let's actually look into the rotten core of this Mm. peach. Mm. No. Yeah. But it's, it's more than just a backdrop. I worry if they're just using like the aesthetics of Completely. The historical it's, self, like the big pretty dresses without examining the like fucked up inness that right. propped all of that up. The fact the fact that it was a completely unnamed uh black character with I think no lines who laced her into that dress. Because then it's like so we find out the same episode that like Catherine is is a vampire and like theoretically is the person who turned Damon and Stefan and like I would like to circle back to like the bigger conversation with this. But like if if they were going to do like, oh, so vampirism metaphor for she's, you know, like as a bloodsucker, like sucking the resources out of like this out like a marginalized group. Like there's something mm-hmm. there if they chose to pursue it. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. feel like they're like, oh man. Very Delphine Lalaurie. Mm. Who like literally took blood from slaves. Yeah. Yeah. It, but it's like, I don't know, it's like, ah, it's if you're going to use vampires as a metaphor for something like truly like evil that human beings did, I feel like you can't also have your sexy teen romance cake and eat it too. Those uh, are two right. different forms it's of fiction. Like when, when American Horror Story did Delphine Lalaurie and they resurrected this woman who was infamous for being a serial killer and having like a torture dungeon and like, like stealing blood from slaves constantly. Like American Horror Story at least like did a little pretendy about like making her change. And like still like punished her sort of narratively. Well, and there were like in American Horror Story, you got to see her suffer because she was just the head. They did stuff with it. Right. They didn't, they like had her come back out of the grave racist. Yeah. They weren't like, oh, maybe there's another motivation for this that's sexy instead of racist. Which a uh, broad problem I have actually with most teen uh, properties. I will say that the showrunner and producer of the show, Julie Pleck, is, I think she, um, I read somewhere she is obsessed with Gone with the Wind. And there are numerous Gone <laughs> with the Wind references in this episode. Mm. In a article I read called In the Shadow of a Metaphor, The Vampire Diaries in Southern History. Oh boy. They, they talked about uh, the... The differences of like how True Blood is very Southern Gothic, but The Vampire Diaries is different Ooh. in that it's more like a quote Gothic light, a combination of Northern attitude and Southern hospitality. They, mm. it's like they want to have their cake and eat it too. They totally. want to have that vehicle for character backstory and narrative without contending with any of the context of that history they place them in. Mm. I feel like it's a thing that like you see in a lot of CW and WB properties where like the shows want the clout for like tackling the tough issues in like an after But this school I mean like and then this they way don't they actually don't do it. They didn't even pretend to. Like true. I like That's true. this was this was purely like 
uh, what was happening in Virginia in the past. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this ha- this era has pretty dresses. Like, that's, that's yeah, like, that's absolutely true. what it that's felt true. like. That's a super valid um, point. And then also, it's based on books, I think. So this probably happened in the books. Nope. No. Um, yeah. <gasps> so they didn't even need to do this. So, like, the Salvatores, obviously, they're from old world, old world Italy. Mm. So, like, if we were to actually get a glimpse of how they were changed, it would be Italy during the Renaissance. Oh, Renaissance Italy is a it's a cool setting. There's also like, so having not read the books, this is totally me going out on a limb, but like how the like weird bridge into the Civil War South was handled in the episode was like, oh, here's our family's historical boarding house, which like you can see like, okay, if they were like, if their family immigrated from Italy, there's kind of a clear line as to how like, okay, and then at some point they like founded a boarding house or came to own a boarding house. That makes sense. And that makes more sense than Actually, our family was here for longer than the boarding house. And here's the remains of our ancestral Virginian mansion. Like that's to me that, yeah, it's very like shoehorned. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And also we have completely mid-Atlantic American accents. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Like even in the flashbacks, they don't even attempt a Southern accent, which is like for, for the best, I guess. If you can't do it, then don't try. But like, why? Put it in there. No one can do the accent. It's yeah. totally fucking weird. Give them an Italian <laughs> accent from Italy. Or, or yeah. give them an Italian accent because they're from... Okay. Yeah, don't don't give me a mozzarella <laughs> in one episode. <laughs> yeah, don't just say mozzarella once. And like, where? yeah, what... What is happening? Sorry, it's, it's I like the most Italian they're gonna get. Yeah, I I don't mean to get like too worked up or all over the place, but truly like bazonkers move. Very bazonkers move. Essentially made with as a move in like the same kind of mindset that like white people have now when they just decide to like have a wedding at a plantation. It's like this. Oh, you think the building is pretty? Guess who built it? Yeah. We are talking to you, Blake Lively. Uh-huh. <laughs> I did not know that Blake Lively had a plantation wedding. That's yep. Yikes. Um, guess who built it is a devastating tagline. Oh, God. But like an honest one, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like there's um there's this interesting, I don't know. I don't actually have like a I, ton to say about this. But I like, I think it's a really weird choice to set the show in Southern Virginia and take this tack. Yeah, because I think the I think the expert we had on our first episode about fictional locations, <laughs> if I recall correctly, mm-hmm. was saying that like it's based on an area of Northern Virginia, and like to me that kind of erasure makes actually more sense to me being up north. But like Southern yeah. Virginia was like yeah. no question. So in in the show's world, they are definitely in Central Virginia. Central, like, but I mean, that's that's the South. That's okay, okay, the okay, South. okay. You know more about Virginia landscape than I do. <laughs> and also, I read the wikia about this, once. right? Yeah, of um, course. But so, like that part of Virginia, there's there wouldn't be any nuance. And also, there mm-hmm. are accents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There are heavy accents, and there are also for sure slaves. Yeah. Like yeah, who? Which? Yeah. And we saw one, and yeah. she was not named and she had like if her uh-huh. if she had a line it was like sure here i go out the door yeah, after right. i laced up your dress goodbye i feel a lot of i guess anger on behalf of like every black actor who has ever had to go in for a part that's like <laughs> it's so gross to do that mm-hmm. so carelessly this probably reveals mm-hmm. the show to be a, i don't want to say a bit more heinous but like <laughs> but you've said it <laughs> 
I don't want to say that particular character is a named character, and you okay. learn more about her mm. later. Oh, that's such a relief. That's, it is. Yeah. It is a relief. But the fact that her introduction—they don't do anything mm. with her. They keep her a mystery, and also makes me nervous. It's kind of like a blindness in writing, where mm-hmm. they're like, "Ooh, we're gonna keep her a mystery for now," while not like realizing what they're doing. It's like, okay, they well then you even, just seem super racist. They didn't even frame yeah. it as a mystery, though. They weren't even yeah. like, "Let's give her a long like look at someone." Like, let's let's linger on a frame, like. Yeah, like, let's have them have a meaningful look or... Right, it very much read to me as, like, this person is, like, set dressing, which is fucked up. And yeah. if that's not the impression they wanted me to have, like, there's a number of elements of cinematography that we've seen them do in the show to establish that something will be important later, you know? And so... It just- yeah, they, sh- they should have done more with that to set that mystery that they have obviously planned within this yeah. season. It's not something that they, like retroactively put in like mm. a next season okay. it's something in this season that they have planned okay. and they just they don't bother yeah with mm. really setting it up properly so like this episode really comes off as a mm-hmm. barrier yeah. to that like, yeah yeah for a show with so much blatant foreshadowing yeah, <laughs> absolutely it really then, smacks you in the face so here's another question i have is that so this this is a slave who is you know and also like i'm saying slave but like we truly do, like, yeah and Probably. also as like a yeah, I think I think that like the now like academic terminology is like enslaved person. I think. Oh sure, okay. So the woman who we see, she, man, okay. So she is assisting Catherine, who I can't tell if this is supposed to make us think that Catherine is villainous. There's, I don't want a show to have like a clear delineation of like, this person's just fully evil, mm-hmm. but I can't tell what they are considering evil and good acts for sure because she sorry i'm i just i know that you're going to that you're thinking the same thing as me which is that like she spoiler she transforms the salvatore brothers into vampires for her own <laughs> purposes to kind of make them brother wives to her uh mansion needs we didn't see how didn't they got that, turned but it, it's like she's like boning one of them and she goes all vampire yeah yeah i thought we saw we saw, we saw we saw Stefan wake up with a big bite. But we yeah. know that bites don't turn you. Okay, okay. So she's maybe she's feeding on the two of them. Yeah. Oh, um, but then but then she also has her leading lady's face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Who like we've kind of really been primed to see as like a normal, <laughs> relatable, nice, good head on her shoulders. Yeah, like she's the she's the straight man. She's the weather vane of morality that we've been shown, like she just like always has a good gut feeling about what to do in a situation. Yeah. Well, and I like I know that we talked about in one of the early episodes when we were doing like predictions that like I really wanted to see the see Catherine and see Catherine be evil because I thought that would be an interesting. But I didn't know it was gonna be well, racist, right? <laughs> but this is like yeah, like I thought it was like a fun demon evil where it's just you're like a asshole. Yeah, I was looking for cartoon villain. Yeah, I was looking for like a powerful lady villain. Ties to like train track. I'm a vampire and I'm not like sad about it at all. I didn't want I own slaves. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, there's like a fun kind of campy evil that is enjoyable to watch. And then like an actual just like human, like I've committed atrocities, Mm -hmm. like in a real way that has actually happened in history way. Yes. (laughs) 
Yes. I was looking for pranks, not war crimes. Yes. <laughs> it is so wild to have this episode where Damon's doing his Lost Boys sexy dance with Vicky. Delightful. Vampire Delightful. And like, he's like, shirts, his shirt's open. He's dancing on a banister. He's like, it's fun, campy. He's having a romp. And then, and then this episode's also like, and he was a Confederate soldier. And he was a Confederate soldier. What the fuck? And like we, and like, and that, and no one said anything. No one even was like, like they didn't even like. They acknowledged it so little that Hannah and I were like, blue and gray look like the same colors. And surely <laughs> this man is fighting for the North. Surely they wouldn't for a Confederate. I was like, oh, I must have remembered the wrong color. Like, I must be remembering history no. wrong. Because, like, there's no way they would just mm. make him a Confederate soldier. Yeah. And not say anything about it. And not say anything about it. Yeah, they basically implied that Damon got leave for some reason. Mm-hmm. And he's just so lazy. Vampire reasons. Yeah, vampire reasons. Uh-huh. He's just so lazy that he didn't want to go back. But really, like, he didn't want to go back because Catherine was there. Yeah. Yeah, which and he like, wanted uh-huh. to like he prefers to pursue a woman than go back and fight for the South. Which, which I'm sure, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that many same. people in his position felt the same way and made the same choices. Um, but the thing is, like, so it's very nice that that woman we saw for a moment, like, is apparently like a named character and has an arc. Glad for that. But like for those brothers to have that house in the South at that time, there's like uh-huh. Uh, probably upwards of 10 enslaved people that they're yes. like legally own and like i d- yeah. i am gonna call that we don't get to see any nope. of them or mm-hmm. hear their stories nope. or see them as people or even as set dressing because that makes us think uh, and confront the history of our bad terrible country yeah <laughs> again uh vampire diaries is using character history as a vehicle to tell their stories without Engaging in any of the historical context yeah. of the world around them. Clearly, they just wanted to set it here because Julie Pleck loves Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're shooting in Georgia for yeah. super cheap, probably. Yeah. And, like, you can be set in Georgia and not have the two main characters have been yeah. in the war in that Especially way. Especially like, if it's in Virginia. Yeah. Between the North and the South. Yeah. Uh, there could have been other choices maybe. yeah the show is kind of trying to like pick like pick a side or like combine northern and southern like sentimentalities and i guess i'm thinking about how that like just is something that is doomed not to work period but like is especially doomed not to work in something like vampire media where like you kind of have to understand that a vampire is a metaphor for something mm-hmm. and it's like you can't mix your metaphors this strongly like you can't. You sounded very. You can't mix you your can't, metaphors. I, 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 but like you, like I. You, you're you're right. right. Like, yeah. Did yeah. I just say you're right to me? I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know Wait. we're only at the beginning of this. It's also like but this it's a is put to start off. Right. I mean, like there is a wild difference between now and when this show aired, mm. at least in terms of how like. I yeah. I'll speak for myself and also I think this group of people like that I consider my friends I think we have much higher mm-hmm. standards for a lot of like kinds of discourse and if this was airing now I think it would be a for lot sure. of like yeah fucking slate pieces oh, yeah. about why are we pretending there were no yeah. slaves you know so I'm trying to like balance the fact that I find it fairly offensive that they're whitewashing this narrative and like and I certainly don't want to be like that was the time 
But right. it's I, I'm just realizing but, that I don't have the patience really for narratives like this where they're like, don't worry about it. This yeah. is an all universe yes. where slavery was not a big deal and everything's cool. Yeah. And this is a Virginian town where no one has a draw mm-hmm. and there's uh like you're never gonna see We're not gonna remind anyone you about any of the bad stuff. ever be racist ever. Everyone's on the same page about, you know, a gay ex. Uh-huh. <laughs> no one's got any fun words they would like to apply to that situation. Which is that it's funny to dunk on your mom. <laughs> the article that I did quote does make reference to speculating in the time this show was mm-hmm. made. Perhaps it was also like a symptom of the post-race moment that they we occupied. Oh, well, we don't worry about this anymore. There was like this kind of propaganda of like, you know, "Eh, we're all, we can be cool now. No, we can't be. No, we can't be. We have a black president, so we don't have to ever reckon with our history. It's like we don't see color. Mm -hmm. And there's a little, there's like a slight amount of visual diversity here. So we nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Like saying like, this is a product of its time, not as a way to like hand wave it, but saying like, oh no, there's a very specific reason at the time that this like aired and people didn't write think pieces about it. And it's because mainstream discourse about race was like plugging ears and saying law very loud. So I found an article by Megan Kate Nelson, who's a Mm -hmm. writer and historian. She wrote an article called History Bites. So she talks about how uh, the show uses a history for a plot narrative, illuminating, but also erasing many cultural tensions and conflicts. Mm. For example, so like Stefan uses his like mind Rolodex of historical facts to own the history teacher. Mm. He's being used as like living history. Yeah. Quote, revealing truths of events, which have often been masked by local officials and academics. And these moments when Stefan acts as a living piece of history or when we see flashbacks to these time periods-ish, quote, usually works only to explain relationships or to allow Mm. the actors to appear in radically different hairstyles and costumes. History is not exactly history in this show. It is memoir. Yeah. End quote. Mm. Fucking great quote. Yeah. Thank you, Megan. Yeah. Yeah. It feels a lot. I know we've brought this up before, but like when shows like Charmed or whatever (laughs) have a time travel episode and like, they're not really reckoning with any of the like problems or like social parallels. They're just like, oh, we wanted to put on a funny 70s costume. <laughs> but again, it like speaks to the fact that this is absolutely not like subject matter on, that this on. show is prepared to contend with correctly because we like it hit us and we were like, okay, we need to have an hour long discussion about like the, Insane. the uses of this, the ways to do it responsibly, the ways in which like, because of course, like the it's absolute fuckery. So much happened in this episode related to like the plot of the show, The Vampire Diaries. Like mm-hmm. all these flashbacks did not take up a lot of time at all. But they're, yeah, they're so just like. Their impact though. <laughs> yeah. They're so like record scratch that we were like, okay, we need to have like a round table yeah. about this. I prepared myself. I mean, I do think mm-hmm. it, it, I want us to have conversations yeah. like this early on in our podcast process. Oh, yeah. So it would be yeah. nuts if like much further into this storyline, we were like, we forgot to mention. Yeah. This by the way, up. there's a lot to rip apart about this show, but mm. this is like one of the main things. Yeah. This feels definitely like the worst sin that I've seen so mm. far. For yeah. sure. Because, I mean, it, it is a silly show. Yeah. But like the fact that it's a silly show is why it's like it's i'm like trying to even think of a metaphor it's like if somebody invites you to their like 
I, I don't know, like something silly, like a like a children's birthday party on a mass grave. You know what I mean? Go like on. it's so wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the colors and the, it's like it's yeah. like LARPing on a mass. Grave. It's like LARPing on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. I did think that Eleanor that Elle said masquerade. I did. <laughs> I did hear masquerade. <laughs> I was like, what? Please, what's the upsetting history of the masquerade? It would be lovely if they had a masquerade here, but um, instead. <laughs> Uh, it's a mass grave. Yeah. <laughs> I only, I have one last little thought about this and then I promise to stop talking about it. But I think the other thing that I think this show really fucks up is consent stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we at least see characters in universe talking about it. Talk about it. It's not like there's a bunch of consent problems and we just and there's pretend a tool they didn't to combat it with the vervain and right, the necklace. Right. Okay, you can't yeah. be compelled. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that thing where it's like here's where the vampire metaphor like works and was up until this point pretty cohesive. Mm-hmm. Where it's like okay, it's kind of like the teenage fear of like sexuality and getting into relationships. Mm-hmm. Where it's like there's someone entering your life who like has this power over you or like that yeah. you feel has this like control over you. And that you still want to be with, but also there's like an element of danger. Like, and then of course, like, and that stuff in where it's like, okay, this power handled somewhat responsibly. And then there's Dan where it's like, you know, we've talked about how there's a very clear, like this power handled in a way that's like pretty textbook abusive. And so those two characters are foils. And it's like that, that's something that the show, I think we have had a lot of worries about like how this was going to get handled, but as far it's been like in a way that, is like internally cohesive and is being like acknowledged and is clearly like there on purpose. Yeah. I do want to get into the storyline between mm. what's happening with Damon and Vicky. We have like flashbacks to the past through the vehicle of, um, I'm saying vehicle, uh, uh, Stefan takes like Elena on a field trip to his old house. <laughs> but then on the other side, we have Damon stuck inside the house because he doesn't have his daylight ring. He feeds Vicky some of his blood and they're dancing around. And then, oh, what happens? Okay, okay. So they're dancing around. They feed in on each other's blood. And then, like, she says, she starts complaining about her life. She's like, oh, mm-hmm. I've had a very bad day. She has. She's had a series of very bad days. Rough time. And he's like, I know what'll make you feel better. And he snaps her neck very nonchalantly. And everybody went, ah. And then, like, she got. I gasped for real. Yeah, I gasped for real too. The re- like, I can't really communicate over audio the reaction that I did in real time to Morgan, but it was sort of like a big shrug, just really a big funny. like what? <laughs> <laughs> and then you just you stared at me blankly while pointing to the TV. Yeah, as in like get a load of this, even though I already know that you have gotten a load of this. So many loads of it. Okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> But anyway, he snaps her neck and then like she gets up a second later and it's clear that she is um, in the process of being turned into a vampire. And he kind of lays out, it's like, okay, you drank my blood, then you died. And now to complete the process, you need to drink a human's blood. And she's very like, she doesn't really process what he said at all. Maybe because she's discombobulated because she just died. Before they like started like partying all day, like he was like, you love blood and you're fine with this. So I think that yeah. she was still under you that. My blood was good. Yeah, yeah, she was thralled. Plus also maybe her system was like maybe flooded with DMT, the chemical that releases in your brain after you die or like when oh. you die. She had like a psychedelic experience. Anyway. Right, but then when she left, she like s- stormed out, right? She was like, I have things to do. Yeah, that was also after he snapped her neck because, right, spoiler, she gets up. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really surprised um, me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she like storms back to her ha- or Jeremy and Elena's house actually, and she's like yeah. looking in his fridge because she's like, I'm hungry or thirsty or whatever. And Jeremy's like, You're high in the middle of the day, as though he has also not been high in the middle of the day. <laughs> it's like I, I think that Jeremy's inconsistency regarding like how comfortable he is around substances is like technically realistic to somebody who's maybe like struggling with that but I feel like they also I mean also for a 15 year old for a 15 year old yeah but it is I don't know I feel like we don't spend that much time with him and so the fact that every time we see him he has like a different opinion on drugs is like (laughs) yeah in line with the teenage boys I've known though (laughs) it is in line yeah but he's like you're high in the middle of the day and he like calls her brother her brother comes around they're all like, you're acting so weird. And she has like super hearing now because she can super hear the news report that's happening in the other room of all of her friends burnt corpses mm-hmm. being found. She's had a bad day. Mm-hmm. This whole thing is is a really good way to show how vampires are made mm. without really having, I mean, they, they do explain it outright at some point, but like we get to see it. And it's not just like Stefan telling Elena like here's everything about vampires it's like this thing he conveniently left out that elena gets to witness Mm. herself while she's taking the day to decide what to do with this information and at the end seeing the horrors of it Mm. and how vicky was turned into a vampire she decides to break up with stefan in this episode, we see Stefan at least now being like, all right, I'm going to be open with you. I'm going to explain this straight up to your face and I will let you like make your own decision as to what you want to do with it. Whereas Damon is non-consensually turning someone into a vampire and then not really explaining mm-hmm. what that entails. Like it's another kind of like communication and consent thing as like detailed by these two. Yeah. I actually want to hear mm. our expert in teen romance propaganda, mm. your take on that parallel. Yeah. I this the moment where she's deciding she can't date him was the moment that I was like this is the area of expertise that will bring the most value to the show today because I was watching it and being like okay the show is trying to tell me that she's made a mistake Mm. (laughs) scoring and like there's a lot of like we're focusing on the emotional resonance in his face and like I I don't think it's the most egregious version of that Certainly there are shows that have done more to promote more destructive relationships, Mm -hmm. but I was watching it and being like, when I was a teen, (laughs) I would have seen this and been like, oh, but they're meant to be together. Yeah. And now I'm watching it and I'm like, both of you need to do some work on yourselves. (laughs) Get out, get out, get out, get out. But like, no, you do actually need this break. And she's mature enough to ask for it. And like, I loved that she did that. I super appreciated that. I mean, especially because over the whole episode, Stefan is like, no, don't, don't run away from me. Don't leave yeah. me. Don't take time. Like stay here. And it, she was like, no, I'm She's like, I gave you the day. You asked for the day. I gave you the day. Here's and a firm boundary. Here is the decision I've made. Goodbye. And I was like, hell yeah. Fuck. This go- yes. I, I have only recently became equipped to do that. Um, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it yeah. so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. 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 I also want to just take a moment to applaud Nina Dobrev oh, as yeah. well. Because when when I did first start watching it, I was like, I was lukewarm on Elena. And then Catherine came on the scene and I was like, <laughs> what a fucking actress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She needed it. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Definitely. Oh. Um, Catherine, man. 
Uh, the way the way she just Morgan, do you just love evil people? Kind of. The way she's just like, someone take me to the founders ball, and then both Stefan and Damon are like, yes, I'll take you. We and all then love she it. like does the evil yeah. smirk. She's like, however will I choose? Yeah, no, it's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> it's delicious to watch. Horrible that she's racist while doing it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. again, it's like something that would be. So fun if done in so many other contexts, but mm. it's just the context that they have chose to kind of slap onto it and then not explore is it's gonna dampen a lot of my enjoyment. I just uh, wanted to give my horny take. So fair. It's <laughs> not a disbelief that I can suspend anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of disbelief that I can suspend with vampire stuff, but the line is the line is drawn somewhere before slavery. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Sure. I don't know where exactly before, but well really before. before. Listen, yeah. we're finding it. Love to build consensus with you guys. Data is what we're doing. <laughs> we're collecting data. Science. <laughs> Do we have a grant for this podcast yet? A what? <laughs> a grant? Yeah, we're getting a MacArthur Genius Grant. <laughs> guys, let's like write the application, Noah. See what happens. See what happens. <laughs> um... Yeah, so we <laughs> we do end the episode with mm-hmm. the breakup. Before that, we do see one more death. Uh, Mr. Shoe. Mr. Shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I came to the realization during the episode um, that the weatherman, whose name is... Logan Fell. Logan Fell. Which he did. Um, is, yeah, sure did. Uh, is dressed just like Mr. Schuster on Glee and also kind of looks like him. Mm-hmm. And now I will only be able to think of him as Mr. Shoe, but he's dead. So I guess that won't be a bit for anyone who that doesn't won't be know. a fun little bit that I do. <laughs> I think it's rude of Morgan to give to like give you this platform to spread your hate. <laughs> as a proud member of the anti-Mr. Shoe agenda. Speaking of spreading your hate. Hey, uh-huh. hey uh, do we have some Damon hair takes? Uh, we have a Damon hat take, that's for sure. <laughs> so the flashbacks where they outfitted everyone, I, I am obligated to say a couple of things about the historical clothing. Catherine's dress was beautiful. They put Stefan and Damon to signify that it was the olden times in like big puffy shirts and suspenders with tight little pants, which so delightful. Good. Yeah, so, so good. good. But Damon was wearing an ugly little like beige hat that was just like clearly a costume hat. What? I'm so sorry, Elle, because I thought it was so cute. I thought it was so cute. Because I know, I know, I know. And I was like, oh my God, he's about to play a fiddle and sweep me off. Yeah, a dumb folksy little hat. They might not have been playing a fiddle, but they were playing football. They were, oh my God, oh my God, they were experiencing the highs and lows of old-timey football. What, yeah. what do I hear? Who's this thundering, thundering down into the locker room? Is that, who is, oh, is oh. Coach? Coach, we missed coach. you. Coach, hello. Hey guys. <laughs> it's me, this coach, not the character from the new girl. Um, <laughs> I think it's so funny that they were like, we certainly can't rick like reckon with our town's history of slavery but you know what we've always fucking crushed it at football (laughs) we need to have this character be consistent in the not so much in the fact that he's like a moral conscientious person who like thinks about other people but in that he's interested in football (laughs) ball is life and i'm not gonna think critically about anything else yeah ball is life ball is afterlife that's vampire football Ball is afterlife (laughs) 
Yeah. I, also with the football stuff, I looked it up because I was like, do I see an inconsistency? When was football invented? Mm. I remember when when you Googled this because it became a group activity. Like you, like you <laughs> let us all in on your journey. Yes. And I think because I think your husband was like Morgan just truly thought football hadn't been invented. I can't believe it wasn't a part of this dialogue. <laughs> I don't remember when it was. It, so football started like it was just like a thing with not really many rules. There were no rules. Mm. Uh, actually, that's what Catherine says. Catherine's like, no rules. Oh, so accurate. Somebody Googled the same things you did. Yeah. <laughs> and like it was only until like the early 1900s when like colleges like Harvard started like taking rugby and mm. was like, we should apply some rules to this. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Football history. But it used to just kind of be messing around with the ball then. Yeah. So which, it makes sense that they mm. were like, how do you play? Yeah. Which makes sense also because football has the most rules of any sport. Like I've had so many of my lovely, intelligent jock friends try and explain football to me. Mm. And like, it seems fascinating. It seems like chess. It seems like you're doing a war simulation. Punishment ball. Mm-hmm. Punishment ball. I wonder if there's anyone who plays sports listening to this who's so mad right now. Just yeah, her name is Bridget Woodbury. <laughs> oh, Bridget, welcome. Welcome back. Tell Coach all I miss her. Oh, bye. Love you, Coach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Coach sends uh, her regards to uh, the one person listening that also has watched a football game on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to end with one last point. When Damon shows up at Elena's and Elena says that Stefan told her everything. Damon kind of has like this little throwaway line. He says, oh, I doubt that. Mm -hmm. So I just want to end this episode on there's more to the story. One thing that we know that Stefan hasn't told Elena is that Catherine looks exactly like her. Yeah, that has not come up casually asshole I, yeah i think that's all my straight observations okay this has been vampire diaries episode six lost girls anyone got anything plugged i'm good i'm off the grid off the grid l is off the grid uh-huh i'm burying my gold as we speak i have an art and design business it's galaxy brain design we are dropping a new collection on april 9th and hannah has a collab in it I do. you can see the sticker Ooh. she made that says vaccinate me daddy Love it. It's so Along good. Along with a variety of other vaccine-related stickers produced in-house. This piece of art <laughs> came from a place of, like, deep longing for um, vaccine, which at this point in time, I have received the first of. Yeah. Um, and then, so I was like, how do I take this sentiment and also, like, mm-hmm. stay true to how sexy I feel all the time? Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and I think... Mission achieved. Yeah. Mission accomplished. Thank you. I see I'm yeah. actually letting uh, Hannah talk too much about her process. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, as a creative. As a storyteller. <laughs> Most okay. important okay. job in history. I'm hearing I've made a lot of mistakes. With you can't spell Hannah, story with yeah. story <laughs> with story. <laughs> uh, and I can't spell at all. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to sign off by asking is this show any good we're gonna have to watch mm-hmm. more and find out uh-huh. but this has been a very tenuous episode to maybe do that on so yeah very fair we will watch more of it though yeah we can say that
just as a as a fact for the peace of the nation inconclusive certainly it's very inconclusive Mm -hmm. that's been the vampire journals thank you all for listening okay i have to pee we have to leave goodbye (laughs) me too me too yeah okay bye this fun bye Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and share and follow us on Twitter at Journals Podcast.